Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. And much like uh, my appearance on Zabe's show this morning, I am playing hurt. Uh, I got pretty bad cold coming on. Uh, my throat is on fire. I'm starting to have a real bad uh, runny nose. So you'll forgive me if I have to cut this short today. Um, did want to show up, though. Got to play hurt. You know, got to show up for Packers fans worldwide, but probably won't be as long as it's been the last couple of days. But that doesn't mean you know got plenty to talk about, including the fact the Packers seemingly are set to keep kicking this can down the road. And it is fascinating to me, coming out of the pandemic, when Brian was asked about this, he acknowledged, I mean, point blank, right up front, that this is not how they traditionally go about working with their contracts, you know, moving money around, kicking the proverbial fiscal can down the street, which they have done now for a number of years. And they are well out of the pandemic at this point. Uh, the Packers had the highest... Um, attendance at Lambeau Field in the last five years this past season. Um, Titletown is back up and running, and they are generating cash. So um, this idea that, oh, we've got to be, you know, we're losing, we've lost money, or, you know, we had to move things around because of the pandemic, absolutely understood uh, during the kind of two years that it was affecting you know, the business side of things, right? But at this point, that's no longer an excuse. And I understand that in 20, coming out of 20 into 21 and 22, the idea was we've got a team that we think can contend. Does Brian Gutekunst think he still has a team that can contend or that he can maneuver in such a way that this will be a contender next season? If, as we all know, are waiting for a decision on Aaron Rodgers, that soon-to-be 40-year-old quarterback and whatever you can do with this roster – is going to be a contender because it's the only way it makes any kind of sense. And even then, it seems pretty reckless for the league's smallest market to operate in that way, especially. Um, it's just something that I kind of thought about today as I was kind of looking back at the history of how they arrived at this moment, right? And I know most of you probably follow Ken Ingles on Twitter, and he has done a great job of laying it out each and every year as far as what this continuous um, kicking of the can, for lack of a better term, means long-term and what it will mean when some of these bills come due. And yeah, you can keep restructuring and you can keep adding void years and you can do whatever you need to do to, to kind of avoid ripping the Band-Aid off. But I do wonder if the plan is whenever Aaron Rodgers is out the door, whether that is this year or two years from now, when, whenever that date may occur, is the plan just to rip all the Band-Aids off at once? Because who, boy, howdy, if that is the plan, it, I mean, I hope you guys got those shirts and sweatshirts we put out earlier this year that said, welcome back to the 80s, because wow, boy, howdy, will it be overnight a welcome back to the 80s party? I mean, I love 80s music, so I'm cool, but man, that is a depressing thought. Or you can move on and start your young quarterback that you drafted and have been developing for three years and start something new. That's just me. That's just something I'm into. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody in the comments section, starting with Ed, who already has a super chat up. What's up, buddy? Thanks so much. Next, please tell me Rodgers was traded. When will our national nightmare end? Love what you and Corey bring to the Packers fans. Go Pack Go. Thank you, Ed. That's really nice of you to say. I'll just say this. Look, if Aaron Rodgers is back, like, okay, yeah, that's an indication that they think they can still make a run. I'll be behind it, much like I was last year when I said they should trade him, and they didn't, and they brought him back. I was all in, man. I'll be all in again next year. 
And don't get it twisted. There are a number of fan bases out there that would love to have our champagne problems. So I think a little perspective is probably in order. I mean, we get down in the weeds because we talk about this stuff every day. The internet is live 24 hours a day. People are, I mean, I can put out a tweet at 4 a.m. and get responses immediately. And I understand the nature of kind of what Cheesehead TV is, right? Worldwide, there's always someone awake somewhere ready to talk some Packers. And that's our whole idea. That does speak to how it never sleeps, right? And how our psyche as fans is, we're never off. You never turn it off, right? However, if you can draw back and look at the rest of the league and a lot of the other situations, ah, Packers doing all right. Packers doing okay. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Over the years, I've felt that Rodgers was more concerned with individual stats by the way he plays. Nothing has changed. Time to cut the cord. Ryan, I'm always kind of loath to go down that road just because it's there's so many layers. And I would never sit here and tell you that, oh, yeah, you know, that's why he's making the choices he's made. Um, you know, I did ask him a couple years ago on one of the Zooms during the pandemic year, I think it was 2020, you know, about his or, or the team's, uh, you know, desire to you know, maybe do certain things on RPOs and like that. And he, I can say he was like dismissive of it, but you know, he has the joke. We had it as a clip at the end of John credits for transplants at one point, you know, where he said, you think that I'm going to choose pass out of, instead of run out of spite. And I say in the clip, like I didn't say spite, but you do wonder, you know, I think it's only natural as a fan to think, well, is he trying to pad his stats or whatever? Um, but yeah, I, I just have a real, I don't know. It's hard for me to think that that's why he's doing what he's doing. I think he's too smart and he's too good at what he does. And he's been too good at what he does. And he is an all time great. Um, and yeah, sure. Are there times I wish he'd hand it off? <laughs> no, especially in an RPO zero doubt, but uh, I don't know, man. It, like I said, it's hard for me to buy that. Uh, what else we got here, folks? How are we doing? How are we doing? Vex. Oh, Vex is here. What's up, Vex? I read the Wikipedia article on the Packers' 2008 season to move on from Favre after going 13-3, and cements Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy as all-time Packer greats. Yeah, and it's it's funny because, Tyler, if you haven't seen the Time is a Flat Circle video on the YouTube page, I highly recommend you check it out. And it's funny because someone, almost immediately, I think it was the second comment, was like, oh, you guys are tarnishing your YouTube channel by suggesting that it's time to move on from here. You know, when Ted traded Brett... Like he was done and he couldn't play anymore. And it's like, uh, they went a 13 and three that year and were a whisker away from the Super Bowl. And also, two years later, Brett had his best statistical season ever as a pro. So it's not like he couldn't play anymore. And to your point, yes, Ted Thompson, all time great. Now, of course, the big monster difference in the scenarios is, you know, Brett wanted out, Brett was done. You know, and all the wishy-washy retirement stuff and then deciding, oh, I want to come back. He knew what he was doing. He knew the timing of it. He wanted to get back at Ted, point blank, you know, and Ted tried to get him away from the conference. And, of course, they had the whole kind of drama and bullshit out here with the Jets. And then he got to Minnesota like he wanted to be. And I understand, like, I get Brett wants to do what Brett wants to do as a professional. Fine. But it took everything. It took, I always say, my go-to phrase at the time. And I'll say it to this day, it took balls the size of church bells for Ted Thompson to make that move. To both, twice, to draft Aaron Rodgers when he did, and then to trade Brett when he did. Both of those moves required some serious fortitude. 
And that's why it will always be disappointing to me that Brian didn't follow suit last season. Um, Tyler, thanks for Super Chat. 12 wants his buds back and $50 million too hard to do both. Yeah, not really. I mean, it'd be nice if he did a little something to, you know, create a little room. And maybe he will. It's not out of the realm of possibility that they touch his contract again. But um, they can do it. It uh, will make things really tough downstream, so to speak, uh, along the roster. But this has been a top-heavy roster for a number of years now. And that's what I was talking about at the top of the stream. You just keep kicking that can at some point, man. The blow-up point is going to come, and it's going to be ugly. John, thanks for the Super Chat. Just get Rodgers some carry the G beer, and boom, Super Bowl champions. I tend to agree, John. I think uh, yeah, I think you're on to something there. 12, I know you're a daily watcher and listener. Man, let me know. I'll hook you up. Just hit me up. We'll get you a ton of carry the G. John, thanks for the Super Chat. If we do rip all the Band-Aids off at once, we will know who truly carries the G through thick and thin and who doesn't. Oh, no question, John. I mean, you've already seen some of that play out on Twitter. You definitely saw some of it play out back in 2008. The whole Favre escapade was very divisive. I mean, you had dudes wearing Vikings Favre jerseys to Lambeau Field. Packers fans. I'm not making that up. Ask anyone who was there. That happened. Yes, you will definitely find it out. No question. Steven, thanks for the super chat. Take any stock in Schefter saying 12 returning to Green Bay is the least likely scenario. I don't take any stock in anything Schefter has to say about Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. Period. That's all I have to say about that. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. What decision by 12 would be best for the cap? (laughs) Honestly, probably to come back and play. I mean, for next year? I mean. They could probably make some moves if he were to retire. And, uh, you know, the cap hit would be minimal, but, or minimized, I shouldn't say minimal. But uh, probably, yeah, to come back and play. Um, Gary's out here cutting everybody. Cut six, 69 and let 13 and 18 walk. That'll ensure 12 goes. Cutting David Bakhtiari would be the dumbest thing the Packers could do. Absolutely mind numbingly stupid. The other two, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Far fans, not Packers fans. I'm just saying, Scott. Can the fans take a poll as to who wants Rodgers back and then let him see the results? (laughs) He doesn't care about the results, man. Come on now. He knows he's an all-time great. He's going to keep his own counsel, as Gandalf might say. Some poll ain't going to make a difference. TKM is here. Thank God we can start. John here. Let's cut a Hall of Fame player so the other Hall of Fame player leaves town. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that one, uh, that don't make a whole lot of sense. DraftKings has Hopkins as most likely to play next season in Green Bay. Thoughts? Um, I mean, never say never, as the great man himself said on Tuesday at Pat McAfee's show. But uh, I'd be surprised. But hell, man, crazier shit has happened. I mean, if you had told me, hey, Aaron, DraftKings has Randall Cobb being traded for at the start of the 2020 season or whatever it was, I would have said, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And then it happened. So never say never. 
Corey, there we go. Corey's getting down to the root of the matter here. Nags, how are our Brewers going to do this year? I got to be honest, man. I don't have a great feeling about this, about this team this summer, but I just can't wait to hear Euchre on the call, crack open a beer, and uh, enjoy some Brewers baseball. That's really, I mean, that's it. It's just like, uh, there was a, I think I've talked about this before. There was a essay in the New Yorker years ago about like baseball kind of, you know, obviously giving over to football as the national pastime, as far as like our obsession with it and the popularity and what have you. But baseball, absolutely. And I love the description. They wrote, baseball holds your hand through the summer. And I think that's perfect. And that's what the Brewers do for me. And I've said it many, many times. I was out on baseball totally for many years until the MLB at bat app came along. And if you don't have that app and you're a Brewers fan living anywhere else in the country outside of Wisconsin, I can't recommend it enough because you can literally have Bob Euchre in your living room, living wherever you are. It's awesome. And it instantly got me back into the Brewers. Love it. Abdul, thanks for Super Chat. I know he's a rookie, but did you wish Dobbs played better after coming back from injury? Don't remember him doing much after coming back. I mean, yeah, but A, he is a rookie, and B, he did miss a lot of time, and you got to think the timing is going to be off. And you certainly saw the progress. But look, man, I mean, it's not like other rookie receivers haven't, you know, flashed and then kind of disappeared and then come back and had a good second year. I mean, Devontae Adams comes to mind. And I know he had some really big moments his rookie season. But, you know, there were long stretches where he did nothing. You know what I mean? And he is coming back from an injury, and who knows how that's affecting him. It was a high ankle sprain. Those tend to linger for a very long time. So I'm not worried about Dobbs at all. Like, I think he's going to hit the ground running next year and be a major weapon and a big-time compliment uh, to Watson as a dynamic presence. And here's the thing. Here's the exciting part. You got to think, now that they kind of understand what they've got there between those two, man, you know defensive coordinators are going to be rolling coverage to Watson in certain situations, right? And if you can predict that and know or set up a one-on-one for Dobbs against their number two corner, oh, baby, let's go. Cooking with gas at that point. Yeah, I'm not worried about Dobbs at all. Um, <laughs> A-Rod is most likely playing for Las Vegas. Everyone thinks that that's such a, like an obvious conclusion because of the Devontae connection, but I'm not entirely sure that that's like this home run that everyone thinks it is. I mean, Devontae wanted out. You know, not saying he wanted to get away from Aaron necessarily, but it's pretty clear that playing with Aaron wasn't a priority. I don't know. Although I will say it'd be fun to watch Aaron Rodgers run roughshod all over Josh McDaniels. That would be hilarious. Uh, Brandy, what's up? Nags, Goot has decent talent recognition skills, the draft, and horrible negotiating skills. Nobody is perfect. I mean, I don't know. It, it, look, the Rodgers thing is so singular and so kind of of its on its own. I'm not going to paint too big a brush when it comes to kind of talking about what Goot is good or bad at. I mean, don't forget and don't ever get it twisted. Goot's not making this decision all on his own. And I know the Packers will always say the roster is his and that's it. But you know Mark Murphy's involved. And hell, of course, Russ Ball is involved and Matt's in that conversation. That is definitely a group effort. And that is not just Goot. John, thanks for the super chat. What's worse, chucking it for Jesus on third and short or a check down on a fourth to a covered tight end? Vikings get a Viking. Yeah, John, I know. Kurt Warner did a good breakdown of that play. And, you know, to his point, like it's hard with the brush kind of getting there when it did. He's got to get the ball out of his hand. You know, here's the thing. This is what I talked about all year. 
the difference between the first Vikings game and the second Vikings game for the Packers was their rush got home. In the first game, they were a step late almost every time. You know, Cousins is a great distributor of the football, but he has no escapability. He can feel the pocket, but it's not like he's going to, you know, get outside the pocket and make something happen. That's just not his game. So the fact that they could, you know, rush with four and collapse the pocket, I will say I thought it was a god-awful play call. I mean, you got Jefferson running like way like 18 yards downfield on the back end. You've got two other routes that are really deep developing. You need eight yards. I mean, I'm not mad about it. Vikings lost. I love it. But it is kind of funny. It's pronounced dubs. Blew my mind. I mean, is it though? I know, man. Like, I have had concrete confirmation that it is pronounced dubs. And I have had complete confirmation. Total confirmation that it's pronounced dubs. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Abdul, thanks again. Do you actually buy that 12 really wants to retire a Packer? Always thought it was a cliche that athletes say. Thanks again for all that you do. Thank you, man. Yeah, I buy it. I think that has been like a, a pretty big, a significant desire on his part. Now, that said, he's not going to like hold himself hostage to that. You know, we heard that from him at his locker last summer when he said, I think it was Rob asked him, you know, does this mean you're going to retire a Packer? And he said, definitely. Now he's cracked that door wide open again with his interview with Pat on Tuesday. You know, he's going to leave his options open. And if he were to have to go to another team, yeah, I think he'd do it. I don't think he'd retire, in you know, just because they wanted to trade him, depending on the situation, obviously. But, yeah, I think I buy it as a genuine desire, but I don't think it's the, you know, deal breaker that may be something um all right buddy i'm gonna have to get going i can't thank you enough for hanging out talking packers i'm sorry having to cut it short today uh mario i'm gonna catch you right here at the end i'm a packers fan first as much as i loved watching aaron growing up he's my favorite player a packers fan first over anything time to start love mario i think that's a real healthy attitude and you know i agree that's all i can say to that uh thank you everybody thank you so much for the support please do me a monster favor hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, uh, join our discord. Uh, the, the conversations on there have been excellent. Uh, I'm on there every day. You can find the link for the discord in the, uh, in the underneath this video on YouTube. What is it called? The description. That's it. Um, in the meantime, please hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to green Bay Packers fans worldwide. <laughs>